Good evening. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk, and uh, tonight uh, we check in with the struggles confronting domestic workers. And uh, yeah, domestic workers saying it's been two months since Parliament sent for the uh, COIDA uh, or the uh, compensation bill to uh, be signed or assented by the president into law, and uh, saying uh, also there have been uh, very little by way of claims. Uh, based on occupational injury and disease by domestic workers since they were incorporated uh, following the Mashangu judgment uh, into the ambit of the compensation framework. Joined on the line by Pinky Mashiane, President of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, also joined by Kilebo Kuno, researcher out at uh, the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, SERI. Me Pinky and uh, Kilebo good evening to the pair of you. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Let me start off with you. I mean, it seems to me there are two elements of your complaint here that I want to try and wrap my head around and understand. The first one is the amendments to the uh, compensation framework, which uh, I guess uh, passed through the two houses of parliament and have now gone before the president in the last few months to be assented and signed into law. And then there's the other element where you are saying very few claims to uh, occupational injury and disease have happened by domestic workers in the last while. Maybe just explain the issues you have on both of these fronts uh, so that we can uh, have a better understanding. Uh, good evening to Metro FM listeners. Yes, we are expecting the president to sign the amendment bill. It's long overdue. It's two years now. Domestic workers were deprived the right to claim from COIDA by the apartheid government and by the democratic government for 28 years. So I, I, we don't understand why it's still not signed into law. It's still called COIDA Amendment Bill. So we are saying the president's signature is needed. You want it there. And there's a lot of work that we need to do in educating domestic workers about COIDA. But that signature is an insurance, social insurance that we, we've been waiting, wait, waiting for and domestic workers that have never had before. The issues in claiming... The Department of Labor is saying the employer is a, um, is a policyholder. And the Constitutional Court ruling applied retrospectively to 27 April 1994. So there's really difficulties in tracing many employers. Many domestic workers were injured. Others have died in the line of duty in the past 28 years. And the government is saying the employer must sign the form. Some employers have relocated. Others have emigrated. There are those who departed. If there's proof that the domestic worker was injured on duty or died on duty, can't the government do something? Because this is really their right as domestic workers. So those are our issues, the difficulty in claiming retrospectively. And even other cases here, we also have a problem that some domestic workers will fear to report cases because they fear to be dismissed by employers. Others are going to be taken to the employer's doctors who will write the report that please employers, not an accurate, accurate one for domestic workers to claim and benefit from COIDA. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I mean, the other complaint that you have is that very few people have been able to access the system. Um, why has that been the case? We, we also want to know how is that happening because that's the Department of Labor uh, mm. issue. Yes, okay. we, we, we want to know how is it difficult. Why are the employers unable to to access, access the, uh, the service online? Kelly, let, let me bring you in here because I guess the last time I spoke to you on this platform, we also had the Compensation Commissioner 
with us on the line. And just on that latter part of uh, Mepinki's response about how few domestic workers have been able to access uh, the rights that are now due to them insofar as uh, compensation for occupational injury and disease, um, why has it been so difficult to get more domestic workers to claim these benefits that have now recently been you know, open uh, to them to claim? Um, hi, Aya. Uh, thank you to to for inviting us, and hi to all of your guests. Um, so, I guess one of the the main issues in the domestic work sector is the fact that this information about what laws cover domestic workers and what rights domestic workers are entitled to is not something that is known by the general public. Um, and so, when this law was well, when domestic workers in- introduced or included into um, the compensation for occupational injuries and diseases, um, even though you know the compensation commissioner um, issued a notice that informed employers of domestic workers that they need to register, informing domestic workers that they have entitlements towards compensation for occupational injuries. This is not information that is actually widespread. Um, and even where it is widespread, I think there needs to be made uh, more of an effort in terms of actually understanding what the rights are, what the benefits that would be due to domestic workers or their families should something like a, a workplace injury take place. So there hasn't been a widespread public education campaign um, that is, in my opinion, necessary for more domestic workers to come forward with their, with their claims mm. and be confident in coming forward. And I guess, you know, the other element that I want to understand a bit uh, better, Akilabukhile, is... You know, if I compare the Compensation of Occupational Injury and Disease Act as it was and this new amendment, what is the qualitative distinction between the two pieces of legislation? So when the the, the, the Department of Labor had always had plans to amend COIDA, and this has been due largely to the, the pressure from domestic worker unions over the years, you know, sort of highlighting that, the same way domestic workers were, in, were included in UIF needs to be applied to workmen's compensation, essentially. So there was always this, this move or this expressed desire to, to amend it. But what the Masangu case wrought, that a simple amendment to the, the law didn't bring, was this idea that Mepinki had mentioned that um, of retrospective um, application of the judgment. So it was not only, so for, according to the Constitutional Court, it was not only unjust that domestic workers have been until this point, well, until that point, um, excluded. It 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 was unconstitutional. So when the interim um, constitution was introduced in on in April of um, '94, mm. it should have been domestic workers should have been included um, in in labor laws like COIDA. Um, and so to redress that, um, domestic work, uh, the, comp- the Constitutional Court essentially ruled that domestic workers who had been um, previously um, injured in the workplace also have the right to claim in order to redress that, ju- uh, to essentially give justice to what was an unjust situation. Mm. So post the Matlangu judgment, the amendment then had to include this idea of retrospective claims, which are in and of themselves quite complex and complicated. How do you, um, how do you, how does a domestic worker who was injured on the 1st of September 2002, whose employers 
immigrated, how does that a person in that situation um, fill out the claim and, and have their claim processed? So this is really what we're looking for. That's why we're really anxious to see what will be the result of the amendment process of Quetta. Mm. The, these retrospective claims, I mean, maybe just walk us through it. You know, there might be an employer listening to us tonight um, who, you know, uh, would have had somebody in their employ and might be wanting to proactively undertake this. Or there might be a domestic worker who's saying, I, just judging from what these uh, two ladies are saying, have um, some justified claim to a retrospective claim. How does one go about that and what kind of information do you need? Yeah, so, you know, when you look at something like COIDA, it really is something that uh, it's a social protection or so a form of social insurance, but it really protects both employer and employee. Mm. So in the case where an employer is contributing to the compensation fund um, and their employee becomes involved in a workplace accident, the employee does not claim from the employer. The employee cannot take the employer to court. Instead, they are able to then claim from the compensation fund. So, you know, medical bills can really get high for, you know, um, certain injuries. And so that burden of that care for someone who's been injured is taken on by this fund. So in the case of a retrospective claim, you would, so the, yeah, so we really encourage employers to not see this as something that's an attack on them. Mm. Um, because in retrospectively, employers weren't obligated to um, comp- to contribute to the compensation fund. So they're not going to be um, you know, pe- uh, penalized for that because the, the law did not require them to do so. So it's actually a very um, straightforward process when an employer is actually active in the, in the process trying to assist the domestic worker. Um, they would have to you know, register their employee with the, with the compensation fund firstly, mm. Um, and then provide whatever supporting documents are required from the compensation fund. The the reason I think you know it's difficult to talk about retrospective claims is we, we actually don't have that information. We don't mm. know um, what it yeah what 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 um, what some what can be very complex situations where there's no medical um, documents where there's no. Um, you know, where maybe there was no eyewitness situations that have happened in the past are a little bit difficult to um, to address. Yeah. But if an employer is willing to assist, the compensation fund can work with that employer um, to to actually make sure that the that claims are processed. Okay, hold the line there for me for a second. Uh, when we come back, Mipinki, I'll come uh, uh, back to you to uh, talk through, I guess, uh, some of the issues, but also more importantly, some of. Um, uh, the issues you're raising uh, uh, that you certainly hope the president will listen to in uh, bringing this matter uh, to some finality and uh, bringing into play a new Compensation of uh, Occupational Injury and Disease Act. The Metro FM heatwave East London has been cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. All ticket holders can receive their full refund from their nearest ticket outlet. Our sincere apologies. It is indeed our Shop Stewards Corner. We bring it to you every Monday where we take a look at the latest out in the lives of working people. And uh, tonight is certainly no different. Uh, we uh, shine a spotlight on uh, the latest insofar as domestic workers are concerned. Mepinki, before we went to the break, um, President of the United Domestic Workers Association, you were saying uh, you would like the President to uh, approach this with the urgency that it deserves. But, uh, you know, some people might say, Mepinki, well, it's only been two months. There are many other...
pieces of law that are sitting before the president that have been there for a lot longer. Uh, why is it so important to get this one across the line as quickly as is possible? You know, always domestic workers are the last, even the employers. Like domestic workers who are not paid today on mm. the 5th of December. They didn't get their salaries, November salaries. So always domestic workers are the last people to be considered. That's why we are raising this to the president. And like I said, that we are discriminated for many years. It is a matter of agency for him to sign. The Quota Amendment Bill has been in Parliament for months. The Constitutional Court ruled two years ago. Are we not abide by the law as all South African citizens? It should have been signed a long time ago because mm. the, the Constitutional Court uh, ordered the minister with immediate effect to do that. But now it's two years down the line. They still called Amendment Bill. Mm. So, so maybe then, I mean, from yourselves as you, Dwasa, um, what are some of your actions that will aim at trying to convince the president to treat this with the urgency that it deserves? We will, uh, one shot the president is doing is from January, we will speak to the members and see what we can do. Also ask from other comrades and from other bigger unions for assistance to assist us in this case, because it's very important. This... It didn't happen that the Department of Labor just decided, oh, they were thoughtful to include domestic workers in Koida. This comes with the life of a domestic worker, and many domestic workers have died in the line of duty with no one taking responsibility. So we are going to, to contact the president, and after that we'll see what we'll do. We'll mobilize, we'll go to union building, we'll do anything just to be heard. And we know that when we march and and ask them to fetch our memorandums. They don't come because we march on, on, during weekends. Domestic workers are, are, are very protective of their work, and they are also uh, workers who would think for, for, their, for their employers. So they would prefer to march on public holidays or on weekends. And we will explain that, like we did in June 16. But nobody bothers to come and fetch the memorandum because they are domestic workers. And we are all, only considered when it's time to vote, when they want domestic workers' votes. Mm. We, we must talk about this. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe then just a, a last one, Kilebukhile, on your end. I mean, we know this law hasn't been assented to and some of these amendments. But is there anything in the administration of um, compensation for occupational injury and disease that prevents the authorities from moving in the direction implied by the Matlango judgment? Or is it a matter of saying you have to wait for this amendment to be passed in a new piece of primary legislation for all of that to come into effect? Um, So not at all. So the compensation fund does not need to wait and it hasn't been waiting for um, the amendment to come through. Mm. I think that once the the final law comes through, it might provide more clarity on certain aspects, like I mentioned, retrospectivity. But essentially, when the Constitutional Court handed down its judgment on 19 November Mm. 2020, that was it. They were the, the compensation fund had an obligation to begin to process these claims from domestic workers. Yeah. I think the main thing that's really preventing um, a, a, a large number of claims coming through is this lack, lack of knowledge of um, this law um, that covers them from both the domestic worker and the employer side. Yeah. Last one. Uh, let me give the last word to you, Mepinki. Um, any message to your members and also to many of the employees uh, who are... I guess, uh, you know, um, tuned in or many of your members who are listening to us tonight? Yes, my message is to all domestic workers, unionized or not, 
that uh, it's Christmas time, it's a festive season, they should take good care of themselves. And my message to the employers, I'm asking employers to think for domestic workers and their families and give them bonuses in December. But just think about their low salaries that they mm. get and all the work that they do. So can they please give them bonuses for December? And all domestic workers whose employers are going to say, go home, we'll call you in January. If they don't call you in the first week, you call them. If they don't answer, you go to work. If they don't open the gates, go and open the gates. Because you know in December, some employers plan that in December, I'm letting her go and I'll never call her back again in January. So they should open cases of dismissal in January if they are not called back. Thank you very much to the pair of you. Really appreciate it and appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. Uh, tonight. Meping Kimashia, president of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, Udwasa, and also joined by Kelebukhile Khono, a researcher at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, SERI. Thank you very much, ladies.